Is old man Ron Hainsey really the right partner for Morgan Riley? The Blue Jays only four back, but a mile between them in a wild card spot. And thanks for coming out, Jeannie. All that coming up right here, TSN 1050. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. Get lucky or more skill if Jeannie Bouchard had actually won in round one. As we were going off air yesterday, I asked our producer, Joe Narsa, asked our technical producer, Keith Bauer, is Jeannie winning today up at York University? The answer, an emphatic no. So why did no one surprise? Straight sets lost, what was it, 6-3, 6-4? No chance, Lance. Jeannie out. A lot of people had a problem with their poll question yesterday. <laughs> I don't know why. Some people want to deny the truth that Jeannie Bouchard's now a wallflower when it comes to athletes. She's a celebrity. In, in the Toronto Sun today, Steve Simmons, I thought, put it perfectly. The most relevant, irrelevant. Or did he say irrelevant, relevant athlete? I think that was it. When it comes to Jeannie Bouchard. A flop. And that's why we asked yesterday whether you're more excited about her next photo shoot or her Instagram post rather than her next tennis match. And photo shoot one, Instagram was second. A distant third was her playing tennis. We can't, we can't take her seriously. This isn't a surprise. Yet people need to be offended for whatever reason. What was it, her 16th? Her 10th first-round loss of the year. She's 12-16 and 16 on the year. Horrible. What's up, Toronto? Gareth Wheeler with you, at WheelerTSN on Twitter. This is your own little version of Talkback Toronto. The phone lines are open. We're going to get into whether or not Ron Hainsey is the appropriate defense partner this year to bring out the most, to bring out the best of Morgan Riley. Is 36-year-old old man winter himself, Ron Hainsey, the answer? 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Tool free at 1-855-591-6876. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. And at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Excuse me as I lose my voice right here out of the gate. Uh, we'll get into the Blue Jays in a moment as well. But let's let's just stick with Jeannie Bouchard for just a moment. It's not just losing. It's her complete lack of self-awareness. Can, can we play first, Keith, the Q&A about feeling the burden of being a Canadian tennis player? Like, a, a, a Canadian playing tennis doesn't feel the heat like a Brit playing at Wimbledon. Or the pressure on American players playing at the U.S. Open or Frenchmen at the... Fr- you got to be kidding me. Yet Jeannie Bouchard yesterday, the ambulance was out in full effect. But like her short answer, just like she doesn't get it. Do we have it, Keith? You're good? 
Apparently, she's feeling the burden of representing our country in tennis. We all need to, uh, us as media and fans, to relax and say, you're only 23 years old, and there's lots of time left in your career, and a lot of people put all these pressure and all these expectations on you, and that it's a process, and things eventually will work out for you. Is that how you feel? Yes and no. I mean, I... I guess I'm relatively young, but I feel old in a way, you know, I've been on tour a bunch of years already, and um, I think it's important to feel the pressure of time a little bit to um, get into action, you know, and and not just relax and let years go by, you know, that would be the worst thing I could do, Um, but if the media doesn't put pressure on me, I mean, that would be nice. Well, that question, was that even a question that was asked? Jeannie, why is everyone so hard on you? Really? Really? We hold our top athletes to high standards. At least we should. Jeannie Bouchard, you can go to tsn.ca. It's a one-on-one with Mark Masters. She feels the burden of representing this country. And she's apparently passing it on to another Canadian tennis player. Yeah, I think she's she's a good player. I practiced with her a little bit last week in D.C. And I think she had a good run last week. So, um you know, someone else can carry the burden of Canada. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're Jeannie Bouchard. You, you, you should be held to a higher standard, but perhaps that time has passed. And, and then when she's questioned about her extracurriculars, the fact there's a focus on the modeling, the sponsorship, like there's no denying she lost in a first round tournament two years ago and then f- like hopped, literally went off the court, hopped in a helicopter, went to Times Square and did a Nike event. We are completely within our right. It's a logical question to ask whether she's fully committed. Yet, apparently none of us know what's going on in her life. And we should mind our own business. You got that clip, Keith? Keith, you're missing a good show here, buddy. Jeannie Bouchard uh, on the whole idea that we do not know what she does or what she's dealing with. I chatted with Mark Masters about this, about this but here's how she closed out her press conference yesterday. Uh, I would say you have no idea what my life is like and what my days are like. So there you go. A defiant Jeannie Bouchard. One-sentence answers. Uh, just didn't seem like she gets it. And that's fine. I... I I'm not consumed. When the U.S. Open comes around, don't talk to me about Jeannie Bouchard. Don't. If you want to talk about the pop culture side of things, all good. I'm here for you. Let's talk about who she's sponsoring. I can't believe Jeannie took a selfie wearing that. I- I'm good with that. I'm good with the TMZ side of things when it comes to Jeannie Bouchard. I can welcome that. But the, the competitive athlete side of things, eh, wake me up when there's something to talk about. Because there ain't Nothing there. There's nothing. Butch Harmon had to have that same conversation with Rory McIlroy about just like refocusing, just leaving the Ricky Fowler, sorry, not Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, about just refocusing on his game, just leaving some of the social stuff, the extracurriculars alone. So is Jeannie just not coachable? Like she's changed coaches already? Does she just not get it? There's a real problem here when it comes to Jeannie Bouchard. And, you know, I'm done consuming Jeannie the athlete until she does something.
Then you can come back calling because she's a Canadian athlete. I want her to do well, but I'm not going to be duped. I'm not going to be sold a false bill of goods. Ranked 70th in the world in dropping. And she's being compared to Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova at least had a run in the teens where she was in the top 20. And in fairness, she never showed the potential of Jeannie Bouchard. So I, I don't even know if Jeannie's on the same level as Anna Kornikova. But here we are. Uh, Blue Jays win last night, just before I get to the Hainsey morgan Riley conversation. Um, the Blue Jays win last night. Josh Donaldson goes yard twice. Man, oh man, when he's healthy and dialed in, there are few players who look better in all of Major League Baseball. And, and I still think they're going to trade him. I still don't think they're going to sign him. But it, it's special when it clicks for Josh Donaldson. So they beat the New York Yankees last night. Roberto Suna comes in, picks up the save. J-Hap, solid. Uh, like I said, two home runs for Josh Donaldson. Then all of a sudden, you're looking at the standings. You're like, oh yeah, the Blue Jays are four games back of a wild card spot. Four games back. Which shows you how bad the American League actually is. Which is fine. But the Blue Jays, I guess, for all intents and purposes are kind of still part of the conversation. But but that not might not be the lead story. That might not be the focus. So I'm going to throw a couple numbers your way. And I put up this poll question on Twitter. At WheelerTSN. Uh, you can text me at 1050.50. Email live at tsn1050.ca. What number or numbers represent the current state of the Blue Jays most accurately? So what number or numbers represent the current state of the Blue Jays most accurately. Is it A, 4, as in games back of the wild card spot? Is it B, 7, teams that need to pass or jump over to get into a wild card spot? That, that's a big number. I mean, 4 games is 4 games. Yeah, striking distance. But when you have to jump over 7 other teams to get into one of those spots, I mean, that, that's a big number right there. Or is it C, 53 and 59, a record that's six games below 500? And I'll give you one more, negative 85, as in run differential. So, what number or numbers represents the current state of the Blue Jays most accurately? Weigh in on Twitter. You can text me, you can email me. The phone lines are open as well, 416 870 1050, and toll free at 1 855 591. Uh, six eight seven six. That's one eight five 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 nine one six eight seven six. We haven't talked Leafs on this program a whole lot, but I want to take the summer months because now we can kind of delve into big picture topics and look ahead and see where the teams, or, or, where the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to end up come training camp. And, and what they actually have, and who could play with who, and how you can get the most out of these young players, and, and, and perhaps build on what was a really great playoff campaign from a season ago. And when you're just kind of looking around at different Maple Leafs news and notes, uh, a guy that used to work for the station, right? So NHL.com now, I worked with him for years on the evening and nighttime shows. Dave McCarthy uh, from NHL.com, at Dave A. McCarthy on Twitter wrote a piece, uh, or, or teased a preview piece that's coming up for NHL.com, and he was in conversation with Mike Babcock. And Babcock tells McCarthy that Ron Hainsey's basically being brought to Toronto to 
help Morgan Riley to be his defense partner, which will and should surprise some people, considering when the Hainsey signing went down, you're thinking, okay, he's a depth defenseman, right? Like, you're thinking a five or a six. I know he won the Stanley Cup, but he's 36 years old. I was fully expecting Hainsey to retire after that Stanley Cup win. Instead, he signs for six sheets, two years. So $3 million per. So Babcock tells Dave McCarthy of NHL.com, quote, We feel Riley's a real, real good player. We want him to be upper echelon in the league, so we needed a partner for him. When it came, when it, and he's obviously alluding to Ron Hainsey, which for me is a little bit of a surprise. Zaitsev was, his, was Riley's most common defense partner last year. Also played a little bit with Matt Hunwick and Connor Carrick. The right-hand side of defense for the Maple Leafs, clearly weaker than the left. You have Lilligren that's going to be coming through this system. Um, the first-round draft pick from this year. By all accounts and everything that I continue to read and hear, this draft pick is steel written all over it, which bodes well long-term for the Maple Leafs. So you're looking for that stopgap guy. But is Ron Hainsey really the right guy to pair with Morgan Riley? He played 21 minutes per game in the postseason, and he was paired with Brian Dumoulin. Scored two goals at eight points. Um, but was the success of the team and the success of Ron Hainsey more to do with the team around him, who they played, the context, rather than him, the player? And I give Ron Hainsey a lot of credit, fought hard. It was his first time he's played a playoff game in, in his entire career. He bounced around from Carolina to Pittsburgh last year, was afforded the opportunity, and absolutely took advantage of it. By all accounts, he's a good guy, good voice, veteran player, brings a lot of intangibles to the table. But can he play anymore? And, and never real hang-up on this. And I know some of you had a problem with me bringing this up after the Maple Leafs went out and signed two 36-year-olds and a guy that's turning 38 in Patrick Marlowe. Age matters. And in this NHL, old players don't generally succeed. It is a young man's league predicated based upon speed. These younger players are becoming physical specimens. They're training like these older athletes didn't do when they were younger players. And it's difficult when you're getting older, despite sports science and ways to preserve or make sure that you can play and draw your career to a certain degree. But at 36 years of age, I have a hard time thinking of defensemen in the league, in the NHL, who are still effective at an older age. Zdeno Chara is still playing. He's still in a pretty decent year. But Zdeno Chara was like one of, if not the most dominant defensemen over the last couple decades. Ron Hainsey's not that. Andre Markov had a really nice career in Montreal, just took his services to... To Russia, couldn't come up with a contract, but he's not a dominant guy. I don't think he would be a guy you'd want to pair with your young, up-and-coming, 23-year-old defenseman with a ton of potential. Mark Strait couldn't get a game in the playoffs. Didn't even get on the ice. Johnny Oduya's 35-36. He just signed a one-year, one million dollar contract with the Ottawa Senators. Not two years, six million. 
Is Oduya that much worse of a player than Ron Hainsey? For me, they're very similar. Sure, you can plug and play in terms of depth defensemen, but do I want Ron Hainsey playing with Morgan Riley? My gut tells me absolutely not. I don't think the Maple Leafs have solved that issue whatsoever. Our crack research team on this program have gone to work and have looked at Ron Hainsey's three players who he played most with over the course of last season just to see how effective he was. Hainsey was paired with the aforementioned Brian Dumoulin. Total ice time, just a shade under 129 minutes. Um, In terms of negative, positive possession with Hainsey, 46.5. And Hainsey without Dumoulin was a 49.16. Dumoulin without Hainsey, a 55.39. So without Ron Hainsey, Dumoulin was a more productive defenseman. Same thing with Justin Falk. Played 685 minutes with him. 50.73. Falk without Hainsey, 56.81. Hainsey, or Falk without Hainsey, a more productive defenseman. And Brett Pesci. Played about 103 minutes. Pesci without Hainsey, a 54.1. Without Ron Hainsey, Pesci was a more productive defenseman. So the three partners who he had last year were more productive when they were paired with other partners. And call me an ageist, 36 years of age, matters to me. This is a big season for Morgan Riley. He was outstanding in the postseason. He showed glimpses and showed the potential of where he's going and what he can be. But we see, and we've seen what happens when defensemen in this city and for this team are paired with guys who don't bring out the best of them. I mean, that was the book on Dion Phaneuf year after year after year, wasn't it? And it's cool if you want to play Zaitsev with Gardner. I'm fine with that. And Zaitsev didn't necessarily make for the best balance partnership with Morgan Riley anyways. But when it comes down to it, can you really tell me that Ron Hainsey is the right, is the best option available to partner with Morgan Riley? Make that case. Are the Maple Leafs, and this is all reportedly, this is according to Dave McCarthy, his conversation with Ron, uh, uh, Mike Babcock, that Ron Hainsey will partner, or the plan is to have Ron Hainsey partner Morgan Riley. Is that the right partnership? Is that the best partnership to bring out the most in Morgan Riley? 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. That is 1-855-591-6876. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. I want to hear from you. Plenty of texts and tweets coming in. Uh, Ron Hainsey two, three months ago would have done. That's according to Adam. Blanche bringing up the fact that Brian Campbell's Den Ochara had been effective at an, old, an, at an older age. Brian Campbell just retired. 36 years of age is old by NHL standards. And I already brought it up. Den Ochara, I'm sorry, on another level than Ron Hainsey's at. 
Andre Markov, Andrew brings up at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. He was 36 and 37, but Markov was a liability at times. He wouldn't be the perfect fit for Morgan Riley either. If you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, and, and, and maybe Markov isn't right at the bottom, he fits in the category okay. He was okay, wasn't gray, wasn't good, he was just okay. I would have hoped that the Maple Leafs would have used their cap space to bring in more of a sure shot type of answer, whether it be through trade. The free agent pool wasn't deep. It just seems like trade was the way to go. So 416-870-1050, David Alter of The Athletic will join me at the bottom of the clock. Let's go to Mississauga. Tyler, you're on TSN 1050. Is Ron Hainsey the right guy? Old man Ronald. The right guy to pair with Morgan Riley. Uh, personally, I don't think so because I agree with you. But uh, Morgan Riley, when you think about Morgan Riley, what's one thing that he needs to get better at? I, I think it's when he transitions from going backwards to forwards, right? Uh, when he's going backwards and someone's about to beat him and he does that crossover, every time he gets caught flat-footed mm-hmm. when I watch the North American game uh, versus Russia, I mean, there, there were there were so many guys that blew by him, and then but at the same time he had very speedy defensemen that he played with, and that's where he showed shades of light I've never seen before because Babcock pigeonholes him and he keeps him in a defensive system where it prevents him from reaching out in other areas that he can get better at. I think when you, when you put him on with Ron, I, I mean it, it's taking away from his skill as well because it. He, he's going to have to be that guy that's going to have to be fast transition to catch other def- uh, other forwards because Hainsey's not going to be able to do that. I'm with you. It puts a whole lot more responsibility on Morgan Riley, doesn't it? And, and you talk about the transition, his turning going from uh, forward to back or back to forward. He did have that high ankle sprain last year. I'm not sure that during the meat of the season like right in the chunk in the middle, that we actually saw the best of Morgan Riley. When I think we saw the best of him was really in the playoffs, wasn't it? Like That's kind of when everything really came together, started to get some more power play time, became a little bit more of a complete defenseman, didn't he? And, and I, just, I, I just wish that he was put in a context to achieve a little bit more. I'm not against him being with a less mobile, more defensive defenseman, but... Ron Hainsey isn't even Matt Hunwick. Like, Matt Matt Hunwick, when he was playing, no matter who he was playing with, I mean, he was 32 years of age, not 36. And there's a big jump, there's a big leap there. You have to think about the defensive lines that he's played with as well. I mean, like, Carolina was no slouch on their defensive side where, where he was playing before. Like, when you think about one of the stronger defenses in the East, actually, Carolina's stacked. When you think about it uh, from Pittsburgh, yeah, there was a lot of injuries, but that team was stacked. I, I think when you talk about the Toronto Police, we're very young, um, I, and I don't think there has been any situation that Babcock's put um, uh, uh, Morgan Riley in has been beneficial because when he was playing with Zaitsev, I, I mean, they were both eyesores defensively because they, they didn't work hand-in-hand together, right? Uh, and I, I don't think Hainsey's the answer either. I think one of the best options would have been a guy like a, a Johnny Odulia, a smaller stronger, faster defenseman that has high IQ that can help him in those situations. Sure. Great call, Tyler. Thanks for that. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. A text and a tweet coming in basically giving me the same message. 
Uh, Chuck from Cambridge, listen, we got to trust Mike Babcock's knowledge. No offense. And Chris hit me up on Twitter. Let's be real. Whoever Babcock says is the best partner for Riley is the best partner. But was Hainsey the best option to bring in? Like, Mike Babcock is just working with what he's being given. And sure, he's probably had some say on who comes in. But it's not as if Mike Babcock's never been wrong over the course of his coaching career either. Like, I, I, I understand giving the benefit of the doubt. But you as educated fans, you have a feel on this too. And you're more than able to make a coherent argument why he might not be the guy. Just like I'm trying to make the case here. Look, I'm not anti-Ron Hainsey per se, but I have a lot of pessimism. I have a lot of question marks when it comes to 36, 37-year-old, 38-year-old players in today's NHL. And you want to pair a 36-year-old with your 23-year-old potential star? Potential? He's not there yet, but potential star? Your potential number one defenseman? I'm not sure if that's the right move. Continue to send in your thoughts. We'll take more of your phone calls before the top of the clock. Is Ron Hainsey the right partner for Morgan Riley? uh, 416-870-1050. The text is 1050-50. The email live at tsn1050.ca, at WheelerTSN on Twitter. David Alter. Covers the Maple Leafs for the Athletic Toronto at D-Alter on Twitter. My good buddy Dave is going to check into the program next and weigh in on why it makes sense for Hainsey to be the partner for Morgan Riley. Then more of your phone calls after that. Wheels with you. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. This Wednesday afternoon, a high of 28 today. Thrilled to have you along for the ride on this little program we like to call Toronto today. Is Ronald Hainsey the best fit to play alongside Morgan Riley for this upcoming Maple Leaf season? There's going to be higher expectations from this team. People are going to expect another step, another jump. From the 23-year-old defenseman, is this putting him in the best position to succeed? And moreover than just the player, the team. Let us know, at WheelerTSN on Twitter. The text is 105050, the email live at tsn1050.ca. Dave McCarthy writes for NHL.com. As part of a preview piece, sat down with Mike Babcock, and that's essentially what he told McCarthy, he said that we feel Riley's a real, real good player. We want him to be upper echelon in this league, so we needed a partner for him. Q, Ron Hainsey. For me, that's a little bit of a surprise, and I wouldn't take any confidence in that whatsoever, that a 36-year-old defenseman is the right partner for a 23-year-old up-and-coming defenseman like Morgan Riley. That's where I stand. Where does our next guest stand? It's my good buddy David Alter from the Athletic Toronto, the Maple Leafs reporter at D Alter on Twitter. What's going on today, Dave? Hey, I'm good, Wheels. How are you? Good, pal. Long time no chat. Always great hearing from you. Um, so when you read this or you hear this, it, it caught me by surprise to a certain degree because I firmly believe when Ron Hainsey was signed by this team, Dave, that he was going to be brought to the Maple Leafs to be a depth defenseman, not necessarily a first-pairing guy. Is there a proper fit here? 
I'm not sure. It's it's weird because, yeah, they're both left-handed shooting defensemen. Uh, we saw a lot of success with Riley and Zaitsev together, although towards the end of the season we saw Gardner being put into that spot and that, that when Riley was dealing with that ankle injury, and that seemed to kind of propel Gardner and Zaitsev into a pair that I guess uh, Mike doesn't want to break. But the real the real interesting thing here is I think when they got Hainsey, I think you're right. I think the expectation that is he was going to be a depth defenseman uh, in that spot. But I think some other moves to try and parlay some forward assets for defensemen did not pan out. And as a result of that, they've got to go with what they have right now. I mean, you look at it and you see it. It's a little bit of a surprise. But at the same time, you kind of shrug your shoulders and say, hey, What's really better in that situation is is forcing a right-handed shooting defenseman with a left-handed shooting defenseman better in that spot than what they've got currently. I don't know. I mean, you kind of have to raise your arms up and say, well, this is all they really have at the current moment. So I'm not really surprised that Mike Babcock say, uh, says that. I will be surprised if a month into the season, if that pairing is still together. Yeah, look, that's what surprises me is that. Enter well as of right now when we're sitting here early August that it looks like he, according to the head coach that Hainsey would be the best option that that for me is a surprise because if you told me that after they were eliminated in the spring by the Washington Capitals I would have bet my house that they would have brought in someone else maybe someone better to pair with Riley rather than a you know a stopgap thirty six year old like Hainsey. Yeah, and I think that could still happen. I still think that there are still some moves to make. I mean, it's been rather quiet now, but uh, as teams look to try and get under the cap when they get closer to to the start of the season and training camp starts to whittle down, there's going to be other options for guys, and, and we might see some five-for-one moves or a problem contract go back to the Leafs that might be uh, more advantageous for them in the depth spot that they can kind of maneuver and make that kind of move. That's I, I would be shocked if that didn't happen, to be honest with you. A move that would kind of change the complexion of the Leafs before the season started. But going back to Hainsey in that spot, I mean, the other thing, too, is when Hainsey signed, one of the reasons he, he came to Toronto and why he felt that there was going to be some success is he credited Bill Peters for turning his game around when he was with Carolina. And that system is a system that was spawned from Mike Babcock's system when uh, when Peters was with Babcock as an assistant coach and so I think that that there's some comfort level there uh, that that Mike Babcock has in someone like Hainsey knowing that he's a Peters disciple and was able to turn that game around under him that it will be a seamless transition for Riley I'm more curious as to who would play on the right side I think given that we saw Riley on the right for a bit of the playoffs it looks like they might be switching him if they don't make a move yeah, I, I want to talk about the right side, but let's stick with Hainsey for just a moment. I, I, I don't want to seem like I'm picking on the guy. Like, I give him full credit. He was, you know, a real stable piece for the Penguins en route to winning the Stanley Cup. I mean, we'd all agree with that, right, David? But, like, at the same yeah. time, players in the NHL, especially on the back end, they don't necessarily age well. Like, I'm trying to s- scour the league and find defensemen who are 36 years of age and older who still play, or who can play a prominent role. And there isn't many of them. Like, Zdeno Chara is probably the exception and not the rule. Even his game has dipped a little bit from the exceptionally high standards that they were at. But other than that... Elder statesmen when it comes to defensemen, a lot of these guys leave the league before the game really just passes them by. That's why I'm more bullish about his age rather than the player. 
Well, and talking to uh, players when they've made that decision to retire or or where they feel if they can, they have another season left in them, a lot of players have told me that um, when it came to when they retired, they just didn't know when their body was going to go on them. Like it wasn't a gradual transition of being able to keep up and then, oh, I'm not keeping up as much to the point where they're completely past me. It, it's a substantial drop to the point where – uh, we don't know what what uh, Ron Hainsey would be capable of in that kind of spot for a full season. I mean, uh, in a different pairing, sure, as a depth guy, he could probably be up there. But if he's going to go up against some of the top pairs on a nightly basis, uh, that could be problematic. But um, that's going to be another test for the sports science guys to try and get the most out of someone who's that old to, to limit minutes, to put them in advantageous positions, to keep the shift shorter, to do all those things, to, to ensure that even though he's 36, that the age really is only just a number in, in his fact. But we, again, a lot of it's genetics. We just don't know when the body is going to go on someone and the leaks are banking sure. that this, this year that he's going to be the same guy he was last year. David Alter from the Athletic Toronto joining us here on Toronto today at D Alter on Twitter. I'm Wheels. We look at Brian Campbell. He retired. Markov's gone back to Russia. Mark Strike can't get a game. Dan Boyle, I mean, he went from all star to, you know, kind of what you're talking about to a guy who just couldn't keep up relatively quickly. That's why I'm nervous about this. If you're expected to play first pairing minutes, I mean, that hardly suggests that there's going to be a balancing act here. That, that's why I want to see how this shakes out. That's why this this report kind of surprised me, David. Yeah, and but I mean, at this point, I, I, I'm surpri- I'll be surprised if that sticks. There's going to be a lot of mixing and matching. I mean, how how does that combination do with the with the wrong side shot on the right side? Right. That's going to be a a big one. I mean, Riley seemed to kind of handle it during the playoffs last year, but. Uh, it's it's there's no telling if that's really the career trajectory that they want, or are they going to make Hainsey play that side? I, I think you're going to see a lot of mixing and matching, and I think what happened with the with the Leafs in the playoffs last year, where they were able to kind of roll the left side shot and not have as many right-handed shooting defensemen, I think that maybe that's not as much of a concern as it has been. But really, I still think there's moves to be made here. There's guys who are pending three agents on the forward side like Bozak and, and Van Riemsdyk, and that, that's been talked about a lot. I just I can't see this being the, the pair for the full year. Uh, I, I know that this is how they'll try it, and, and they'll have training camp, and we'll see how it goes, but I, I would be shocked. But the, the, this is best, the best they really have right now in the combination. I can't see who you put in there in that spot that's any better, given the depth that the Leafs have in D, which – quite frankly, right now, is not that strong. Okay, let's go through some of that depth then. If a move isn't made, and I'm with you, it makes all kinds of sense to trade one of those pending free agents. JVR is the name that just I, I can't stay away from. But if they don't end up making a move, and they're stuck with this group, plus players with the Toronto Marlies, what could the pairings look like from where you sit, David? I know that Zaitsev will likely play with Gardner, but but what but what else does this team have? Well, yeah, I mean, look, they got Callie Rosen, who they signed. Uh, they they signed a couple of Swedish defense uh, defensemen in terms of that spot. So one of those guys could walk on. It's a possibility. There's Travis Dermott that they have to give a serious look at to see if he's ready to make the jump. They were very high on him. 
And uh, so he could make things different if he's ready to make that jump and kind of change the trajectory of, of how that D looks. They still have Marchenko in the system. Connor Carrick is still a right-handed shot that they still think highly of that's in that spot. It really could be a mix of Carrick and somebody of the other guys, whether it's Marchenko, whether it's uh, any of those other guys I mentioned there. It's just there's so many to pick from that it really is going to be a true fight for that spot at training camp. It's going to be the real competition, I think, in terms of who's going to get that spot if it's not already spoken for by way of movement. Yeah, I mean, that blue line doesn't instill me with a whole lot of confidence just it, and, it, and it makes you kind of take a step back and maybe temper the expectations when it comes to this team and I know the Pittsburgh Penguins will always now be the example from here on after because they want a Stanley Cup with a blue line with no Chris Letang and a blue line with a bunch of who's who and what's what and I'm not sure if that's a fair comparable or can be applied to every team across the league David I I think that might be a dangerous conversation to have because this is a Penguins team with the best player in hockey in Sidney Crosby, with Malkin, with Kessel, a team that had won, been there, done that before, a goaltender, two very good goaltenders. I mean, this just wasn't your average Joe Blow team or not even a team that's just on the ascendancy like the Maple Leafs. This was a team that was ready to win now. Well, you look at all the uh, advanced analytics and possession and after the lockout, they all talked about how the advanced, the best possession teams were the ones that were constantly contending and, and winning championships. And Pittsburgh was that last year, but they definitely weren't that in the playoffs this year. Uh, and it was kind of an old throwback to what wins championships back then, which wasn't necessarily defense, but it was about solid D, not the best D, but the, they had got incredible goaltending in that tandem with Murray and Flurry. Uh, then they had the best players on offense produced. And even though you were looking at some of those games against Nashville where the shots on goal were ridiculously slanted towards Nashville's favor, they were able to use those things, which are still very much a part of the game, as the difference maker in that element. Over time, does that work? No, that's why we're talking about that as the exception. But this time the exception run out, uh, ran out. Ron Hainsey was able to display solid defense in that time and earn himself the opportunity to come to Toronto and uh, he's got a couple of years in that and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how, how that plays out I can't see that being a, a long-term solution but when you look at all the other things they're taking those risks with older players at this point they're making a statement to try and win now and, and they feel it's worth the risk so It'll be interesting to see how all that plays yeah, out. Yeah, it's kind of like mixed messaging, right? Like, you bring in Marlowe, who's 38 on a three-year contract, and, and, and you bring in two players in Moore and Hainsey that are 36 years of age and older. You're thinking, okay, that suggests that this team believes it can win now, but still with the clear and present holes within the roster, you're like, well, maybe they're not. So I I, I'm, I, I think that... Entering this year, you're left with a little bit more unknown than what most what some people would like. Yeah, and, and I mean, if they're going to sell it on the way Pittsburgh played and having their offense be their offense and their goaltending be their goaltending, that that's going to be enough for some sort of improvement. I don't know if it's going to get them to go all the way, but that's another reason why I think that there's still at least one, maybe two more moves to be made uh, that, that are going to change the complexion of it. There, there's a backlog on on offense too right now where like let's not forget with Marlowe there yep. we don't really know how the forwards are going to play out they've got a bit too many bodies there too
Is it best to wait till training camp? I think uh, if something comes around, yeah. But, I mean, right now, no one's hand is going to be shown in terms of any sort of problem areas. I mean, there's not really a lot of movement going on right now. So unless some someone comes to them, that's probably the best way they're going to get any return. In training camp, issues are going to arise, and, and teams are going to be like, okay, well, we do need this skill. We need this forward to start the season. Injuries are going to happen, and maybe that necessitates the move to get the D or the pieces that the Leafs need. Good stuff, buddy. Great chatting with you. Good old Leafs talk early August. Need some more of that here on this station. <laughs> thanks for this, pal. Keep up the great work, okay? Hey, thanks. Appreciate it, Will. Thanks. David Alter, at DAlter, on Twitter, Maple Leafs writer for The Athletic Toronto, uh, and an all-round good guy in this industry as well, keeping his eyes and ears on everything buds. And I want to hear from you. 416 870 is the toll-free number. The text is 1050-50. Email live at tsn1050.ca at WheelerTSN on Twitter. Does Ron Ainsey as a defense partner with Morgan Riley excite you? Does it make you nervous? Does it make you sick? Where do you stand on this? Is that a proper partner? for a 23-year-old defenseman that people are expecting to take the next step heading into next year. Let me know your thoughts. We'll do that next. More of your thoughts next. And Sound Wars. That's coming up as well. Wheels rolling with you until 1 p.m. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Toronto. Shout out to the Canadian women's rugby team. About to kick off their 2017 World Cup campaign coming up at noon. 10 minutes time at the top of the clock on Canada Sports Leader. Good luck to the ladies. An old friend and roommate of mine, Barbara. She used to play for the Canadian National Rugby Team. So uh, good luck to our Canadian women at the Rugby World Cup in Ireland, taking on Hong Kong in a few moments' time. Awesome stuff there. Uh, Gareth Wheeler with you, at WheelerTSN on Twitter. We're, we're chatting the, the report, according to Dave McCarthy, used to work for this station, works for NHL.com, that Mike Babcock told him that he plans on pairing Ron Hainsey with Morgan Riley, then having Gardner Zaitsev as his, Zaitsev as his second pairing. Does that make sense? I'm really bullish on this. I just have a hard time trusting a 36-year-old defenseman. There are veterans and they're veterans. And there's a difference. Matt Hunwick was 32. This guy's 36 years old. I'm surprised he didn't retire. I think they gave him too much term and two years and too much money. When Aduya went for one year, one mil to the Ottawa Senators. I just, if that's where we're at, it leaves much to be desired when it comes to the proper partner for Morgan Riley. You bring in Ainsley as a depth guy, third pairing guy, okay, I guess. It's an, up, it's an upgrade on Marinchin or Marchenko or any of those pylons, but to be in a first pairing partnership uh, d- doesn't make much sense to me unless other moves are to be made. What do you say about this? How does that make you feel, the whole idea of 36-year-old Ron Hainsey being Morgan Riley's potential defense partner this year. 416-870-1050-1855-591-6876. The text is 1050-50. The email live at tsn1050.ca at WheelerTSN on Twitter. 
Rob on the 407. What's going on, Robbie? Hey, Wheels, how you doing, buddy? You're cruising for a price today, living the high life on the 407, buddy. No, no, I don't pay for it, but it's part of my work. That a boy. <laughs> the, the, so, you're uh, a true veteran. You're a veteran, pal. Uh, what, what, what's your take on this? I don't. I, I agree. I don't think Angie is the number one pairing. I was, I was sitting to the street, or I heard somewhere along the line, I don't know, um, that maybe uh, that one of either uh, Bozak or JVR maybe a prospect to New York for Mark Stahl. Now, that would fill the bill right there. Well, Stahl is a veteran guy, a reliable guy. He's 30 years of age. The thing with the New York Rangers right now, they're facing a cap crunch. I think they're looking to shed salary. And taking JVR back, I know it's a one-year, but he's still making a significant sum. And I think it would be... I need to do the math, but it would be a relative lateral move. I'd have to check the number... But in theory, a Mark Stahl, I'd have no problem with a player like that playing on this team. And, yeah, and, for, yeah. like, and, and listen, if we were chatting Ron Hainsey three years ago, I think it's a different, different story, Rob. But we're talking about yeah. a 36-year-old. No, I know. And I don't see him with, with Riley. It doesn't make any sense. His body cannot keep up with the minutes. Yeah. Plus, he's the speed of the game, buddy. Totally. How important is it for them to find the right partner for Morgan Riley? I think it's like should be on the top of the list. I think they're pretty good up front and at the back, but I think it's pretty important to find somebody with Riley. I'm with you, pal. Drive safely, okay? Thanks for the phone call, Rob. 416-870-1050. Let's go to Marco! Hello! Mississauga, what's going on today, Marco? How are you, Wheels? Good, pal. What do you think? You, you, you ruined my whole lunch when I made this whole topic up. Sorry, dude. I was, I was going for a nice meal, and then you tell me that the player the Penguins traded for at the deadline as a six-step, if we have any injuries, defenseman, is going to be paired with our top D-man, or supposed to be top D-man. Uh, if that report's true, then it is brutal. That is a massive, uh, massive step backwards. Matt Hunwick is a serious upgrade to Ron Hainsey. Well, he's younger. I, I think that people have fallen in love, Marco, with Ron Hainsey, the fact that he won a, a Stanley Cup. He was a feel-good story. He never played in a playoff game before, scored a couple goals in the playoffs, and he played for the, played for the best team in the world. I mean, it, there's a lot to like about that, but... I'm not sure moving to this team and playing in that role will bring out the best of him, Morgan Riley, or the rest of the team. But you just said it. Uh, he was that was his first lick of the playoffs. That's pretty good when your first lick has to be with Sidney Crosby, Geno Malkin, and Phil Kessel on the boys. So you get you, you could ride the train, but he was riding the train as the extra body on the blue line. Yeah, that's the, that's the scary part. That's how Pittsburgh solved the extra guy if we get in injuries. And then I don't know what the hell the Leafs were thinking when they went for him because I'd have rather had Hunwick back than him. But he is his mobility is gone. Shot zero. It's way, Matt Hunwick was way more mobile. So I don't know what the heck. I don't know what the signing was about. But now if the report's true and he wants to use him with Morgan Riley, well, that's just punishing Morgan Riley. That's yeah. Just, yeah, I think Morgan Riley's developed. I'm with you, pal. I'm I'm on Team Marco here. Uh, a food coma always helps take away the sting of some bad sports news. Marco, try to enjoy it, okay, buddy? 
416-870-1050. We'll keep this conversation going. We want to hear from you. 1-855-591-6876. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca at WheelerTSN on Twitter. More of your phone calls. Sound Wars coming up. Bob Herrig is going to chat the golf calendar as it's getting an extreme makeover. And WTF. There, that's all to come. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050.